0: Oklahoma archery, everything archery, based out of Oklahoma for Oklahoma.
1: Let's get it started. It's about that time, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, button. Uh, looks so. like, yeah. looks like Dave's, looks like Dave hit the go button on us. I hit the go
0: He's button. Hopefully, get some good juicy stuff to put on the front side
1: before anything was announced. So hey. <laughs> Welcome everybody again to another Oklahoma Archery. We got our native son on the show, Mister Four Fletch Archery himself, Josh Jacobson. How are you doing, bud? Man,
2: I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for
1: having me on. It's
2: it really is an honor to be in the in the midst of greatness, like
1: like yourselves. So I, I appreciate it. Man, you he, re- he rehearsed that. I feel like I think he's trying to butter our bread and he just he, he knows what we're going to ask him he knows all about it josh tell everybody where you're from tell tell them what you shoot real quick and tell them your favorite kind of archery to shoot
2: yeah so i originally i'm from colorado and uh moved to oklahoma in college and that's kind of where it, when i live in oklahoma when i live in colorado you'd think that i would have been an, an elk hunter and a, a mule deer hunter but the only hunting i did growing up was pheasant hunting and so when i got to oklahoma got i kind of got into fishing and then that led to me wanting to kill turkeys and i don't know why you know common common theme would be to go get a shotgun to kill a turkey but i went and bought a a a bow thinking that that's how i would kill turkey so that's kind of how i got into archery and uh man it's been a journey ever since it's been a slow journey i wish i i wish i would have started archery today i could have learned 10 years worth and two years, you know, with all the information out today, but um, that's kind of how I got started into archery. And uh, I guess my favorite, my favorite type of archery competitively, obviously I I love 3d archery. I know that, that, uh, that may be the, the non archers game, you know, with just 20 arrows around, but um, I still love seeing targets in the woods. Uh, That's definitely my passion, you know, as far as target, the target side of archery goes. How long have you been shooting competitively? Competitively, so I had some. I, I met some dudes uh, here probably I don't know, three or four years ago, and I was just a bow hunter at the time. And those guys really just poured out uh, their their information, wisdom, and just happened to have a target bow. So I ended up buying a target bow. Um, but you know, there's been some dudes that really have taught me a lot about the game that I I'd be I wouldn't know half what I know without them. So I, I think I've been shooting target. It's been three years or four years. It's one of the two, but, uh, but yeah, like I said, had some guys, uh, you know, Richard Avance, Chris Simmons, Chris Sanders and, uh, Dustin Crowley. Those were kind of the guys that really, you know, opened my eyes to working on a bow, what target archery was. I didn't know anything about target archery, you know, other than taking a hunting bow out and shooting 3d, you know, on the weekends. For fun, you know, and it was all unknown back when I, you know, forever
0: that had been doing
2: it. Bow back then, hunting bow. Uh, that's a good question. That is a good question. What was it bow a bow Hoyt? Shoe? Was it a Hoyt, Josh? <laughs> you know, uh, I did shoot Hoyts for a long time. I, I was a very passionate Hoyt shooter. Um, you know, that life was simpler back then. Uh, I used to have this thing in my mind that I would buy a new bow every five years and, and that's a lot easier to stomach than, than where we're at today. So, um, but yeah, I want to say, I want to say that I was, I was shooting a, actually I was shooting a Matthews. I ordered a Hoyt. uh, What was the one called? The Altus Ultra. What was it called? That's not what it's called. Is it? I don't know. Anyway, it was a Hoyt and uh, I had an issue with it and ended up getting a VXR 31.0 and a half and uh that's the bow i was shooting when i met those guys and then my first target bow was a trx 38 gen 2 and uh man it's it's amazing you you think that you know something about a sport until you find out that i don't know it's just been a lot of you know a lot of learning and a lot of trying equipment and uh but yes, Neil, to make you to make you happy, I was I was a faithful Hoyt shooter for a long time. Really like their bows; great quality for sure.
1: That's that's all. That's all we wanted. We really don't need anything else. We got him on record now. We're,
2: we're, we're, we're Hoyt.
1: Uh, cool. So Josh, Josh shoots a PSE now, and he's shot a few of them. So since you moved on from the Matthews, tell everybody the uh, the growing list of of PSEs, and where what would you land on shooting now? Okay. Wow.
2: Um, I've shot. I've shot several P I've been fortunate to shoot several PSEs, but um, the first PSC that I bought was a, was a hunting bow. It was the EVL 34. And I'll tell you that bow really, it's one of my favorites. It's just near and dear. I don't know why I just, I just really had thought at the time, Matthews didn't have a bow that was in the 34 axle to axle. And obviously the next year they came out with something that, that fit that, but at the time they didn't have it. And, uh, I really, I really, I just took a chance on it and I really ended up liking that bow super smooth. Uh, really like the string angle. So from the, from the EVL 34, then I went to the NXT 35s. Um, our, uh, our good friend, Chris Simmons, who is a, uh, he owns about all of the NXT 35s in the world. Uh, he kind of got me onto that. So, he so has was, it, literally a
1: shipping container full of them. It's unreal. Like
2: literally there was a time if one went up for sale, he bought it. So, so he got me onto that. And and so I had transitioned away from the TRX to the, to the NXT 35. Love those bows. I've shot several. I've shot the, the super focus styles, the RTX 40s. Um, I had a dominator duo 35, I had a couple shoot down pros. Um, right now I'm shooting the super X 37. And you know it's weird. You Neil,
0: know, what is it with guest?
1: I don't know. We lost your job. Yeah, he's froze up.
0: Yeah, he is. Six
1: fi- six forty five is the timestamp on that one.
0: Thank
1: you, thank you, Way We'll go. Huh? We'll get we'll get him back.
0: See what's crazy is that's what happens when he goes to talking about PSEs and I don't own one anymore. Uh, I You still out. have you you you've still
1: got the white one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. And you know, you got- I said I'd never get rid of it. Um but you know, I the one he's shooting now and everything, that super X is is quite interesting, but I just have to place that cam before
1: I, I did anything. Oh, you dropped him off. Maybe he'll call back in here. Hey, Will, I shot his bow, even though it was a little long, when he had real light up front yeah. and real, like 29 on the back and like seven on the front or something like that. And it sat real nice, um, sat real good. On the back, you said? It had something crazy on the back and just a little bit on front on a long bar. Wow, yeah. I mean, I'm running three and 17 and two-thirds on the back.
0: I've got a... I think I'm settled on 16 on the back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But I've got, I don't think, but five, maybe six on the front of mine.
1: Yeah. mm mm -mm. Well, I fell fell apart on the last two ends. I I dropped dropped five points on the last two ends last night. Ended up at a 290 with a somewhere in the low teens X count. Like, yeah, that's not good. Just – Quit, quit, being able to put it in the middle and pull at the same time. Just yeah. jumped up out of nowhere. But eight, eight ends were pretty solid, minus dropping. You know, four or five. Yeah. But you dropped four or five more, and oh, you went from a ninety-six to a ninety. <laughs> yeah. Happens yeah. happens real quick. But it was fun. It was a good turnout down there in Ardmore at the uh, G two shoot. So it was. uh I mean, they only had like four bow hunters, but I think the range max is at 18 is as many as he can, is a full house for him. So nine lanes and you can shoot two lines, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pretty good for an hour and 20 if you're splitting gas with somebody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's time? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. From, uh, leave from around Brind, it's like an hour 15, an hour 20. Okay. Yeah. It's not, not a bad drive from the Metro. And he's got his after New Year's shoot coming. I bet Tulsa will have the Tom Thomas Memorial on New Year's Day. Are you planning on going to that one?
0: Got all about it. Yes, I'd love to go to that one. I, I need to get, we need to get our names in on that, bud. You know anybody? Yeah.
2: There's... I'm real sorry. I don't know what happened. Oh, good. Okay. Oh, good.
0: I was sitting here. Neil just gave the the secrets to the universe of archery shooting, and you missed it, bud. Oh, no. Yeah. I was talking
1: about, I was talking about that those two times I shot your PSE when it had like what, six on the front and 29 on the back or something, something like that. Yeah. That was before you got your new one, though. So tell every, okay, I'll make this, I'll, I'll make this a lot shorter. Too long didn't read. Josh has shot three of every PSE that's come out that's a flagship or next behind a flagship in the past five years. In the past half decade, if there's a PSE, he shot it with that axle to axle, and probably that lead off. Probably both with short and long bars. I wish I, they've been good. I, I tell you, I've
2: I've been fortunate to have a really good relationship with some of the people at PSE, and uh, man, I I really really like their equipment. I like the direction the brand is going. Um, super pleased. I mean, there's a lot of great bows on the market, but I've been really happy with the bows I've been able to shoot. So
0: you was fixing to get into your newest setup
2: yeah so uh right now i'm shooting on the target side i'm shooting the uh the super x 37 um and i've seems like as i've gotten older my draw length is kind of shortened just a little bit i used to shoot 30 inch draw length and uh, i'm about 29 and three 8 now somewhere in that realm and uh i don't know why like you know, everything you hear is that a 40 inch axle axle bow is the most stable, most forgiving platform. But I, I didn't, I just don't shoot the 40 inch bows nearly as well as I do that 36 to 38 range. And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's string angle or the shape of my face or what, but, um, so I've kind of been trying some of the shorter bows and by short, I mean, 35 and up, you know, that 35 to 38 range. And, uh, I really so far really like the uh, the super X um i i loved the shootdown pro which was a 36 inch axle axle bow um, and if somebody had to put it if i you know put, somebody put a gun in my head and said you have to choose between the shootdown pro or the super X I don't know I don't think you can make a wrong choice i really like both of those platforms you know the 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 riser shape is quite a bit different on the super X than it is on the shootdown Shootdown's more of like a, a hunting, traditional hunting bow, like a, like a, just a 36 inch hunting bow. So, but I, uh, really liking that Super X. It's been, it's been, uh, uh, you know, I've only had it for, I don't know, a couple months now and, and, uh, and, and really enjoying it. So,
0: so what's your makeup you got set on? Tell us the the breakdown of it
2: of what I'm shooting on my target bow
0: pounds, um, arrow, the rest your stabs. Tell, tell us, tell everyone all about it.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I'm shooting right at 60 pounds, 29 and three eighths draw. Uh, I'm shooting 65% let off. It's around 19 pounds holding, uh, which is kind of new for me. I've been shooting around 70% and this bow, I went to 65%. Um, as far as bars go, I'm kind of in the middle of trying some stuff. I I've traditionally ran a 30 inch front bar. Uh, I've been shooting the the Shrewd RevX bars and uh, they've been great. I really like them. I mean, you know, as far as stabilizers go, I haven't been fortunate. I haven't tried a bunch of different brands, so I don't have a lot of, you know, feedback on, I mean, they do everything I expect them to do. They, you know, they stabilize the bow and uh, seem to work out well, but traditionally I've ran a 30 inch front bar and a 15 inch back bar. Um, I just, I just got a 32 inch front bar and, uh, today just set up V bars. So I'm running two 15 inch V bars. First time I've ever ran those. And, uh, it's going to be, we'll see, you know, I'm, it's one of those things that you just kind of have to check off your list, you know, as a shooter, just try it, see what you think. And then, you know, you'll make a decision from there, but, uh, it's, uh, so far, you know, with one day of shooting, it's. I think I'm going to like it. It's a lot to haul around though. You know, I mean, you wouldn't think that extra stabilizer is that big a deal, but it's not, you know, putting the bow away and taking it out and all that. It's, it adds some to it, but so shooting RevX bars. bars. Uh, I've been shooting Hansky rest for several years. Um, I'm running Trinity's still on my target bows. I really like the Trinity. You know, I've, I, I don't know that you could run a Hamsky rest that wouldn't be a quality one. I mean, even the the hybrid hunters, you know, a lot of people would convert those over to Target. Fantastic rest, but uh, on my hunt, on my Target bow, I'm running Trinities, i ran running Shrewd RevX with uh, the Shrewd Atlas uh, rear bar mount, and uh, I think it's an eight degree down front, uh, all off the front stabilizer bushing. So I don't use any of the back bar mounts that the bow has built in. And then for a site, uh, new for me this year, I, 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 uh, I'm having some issues with my vision as I get older. You know, I'm 39, so I'm, I'm, my life's almost over. I got just a few more months and, and it ends. But um, I, I had previously been running some Shibuya sites and I really liked them. Uh, but my, my scope was kind of covering some of my site tape. And I really had a hard time seeing exactly what yardage my, my indicator was on. And uh, bowfinger, you know we've uh, we've got some friends that have shot some bowfinger scopes for you know through the years and, and really talked highly about them. And they they came out with a site called the the one sight, and it it the sight tape on it is actually angled at a forty five degree angle, which completely eliminates you know your scope covering any part of the sight tape. So that was initially why I wanted to try it. So, uh, but for my site, I'm running the bowfinger one sight and their twenty twenty scope in a thirty five millimeter configuration so uh, that's my site uh, twisted X strings and uh running you know for for indoor I'm running the victory uh, vTac 27s and they're cut I think 27 inches I mean real short and uh I've I've been testing I've test I started at 200 grains uh, up front then I then I went down to 150 and I've landed on 170 uh, that 170 seems to to be fast enough that it, you know, my mistakes aren't too wide, but yet it's not slow enough that I drop out the bottom or, or, you know, something like that. So really liking that 170 grain point, um, for veins, I'm running tag vein, uh, the tack driver, 275s seven fives and a four fletch, just a left helical and, uh, the IP four knock. So I think that's, and then, as far as releases go, I kind of I've been switching between a goat uh, as a two finger and an HBC four finger hinge.
0: Well, on your V bars, I shot V bars off and on over the years, and I like the feel of them. Um, have you ever considered, since you was looking at it, did you go and study the um, Gillingham setup with the real wide out front? Um, I've studied it, looked at it, but I've just never dove off and done it.
2: Well, I mean, you know, obviously Gillingham, he's uh he's in pretty tight with some some a stabilizer manufacturer. So, you know, picking some off and trying is not it's I definitely think there's something to it. I mean, Ace Coleman just did a, a video about kind of running a back bar bracket like that. Uh not too off the front, but he I think his back bars were wider, a bracket like that. And seem to be really stable. I don't know. There's been kind of a trend of of guys going longer on their back bar rods, and that seems to be adding some stability. But um, it would be – I mean, I definitely think it's going to fight, you know, left to right for sure. But it's just how big a boy are you? How much can you hold up?
0: Yeah, and that's what I looked at is I'm thinking if it's a V-bar coming right off the front, I could see it having a short pendulum effect right in the very middle. Yeah, Uh, But if you widen it, that would be, it. okay, what I picture is, um, take a steering wheel, and if you're trying to turn it, you're right in the middle, you can control it. But if you go to both sides, it just seems like it would, I can see the stability of it working. Yeah. Um, And I was just curious if you studied it since you're just now playing with that for the first time. I would say that's all.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely I've definitely watched it, you know, and I, th- I think for the style of archery that he shoots, it's you know, it's for his style of archery. It's definitely how steady can you make your pin and the steadier he can make it, the, the better he's going to score, you know. Uh, so it's definitely it makes sense. And I think there'll be I think you'll see several people over the coming years experiment with that and even farther. So but four 30 inch bars is crazy. It's a lot. That is a lot.
0: I was thinking more of the standard boy out yeah. front, maybe some yeah. 15s in the back. That's all I yeah.
1: was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and you're in, you're in 20s way. off the back for a little while. I know you it was did. 30 and 30 and then 30 and 20. Oh, yeah. For a minute.
2: Well, it's uh, – I'm even with V-bars. I'm like, dude, if I'm standing on the line, I don't – I'll be smacking the dudes next to me. You know, there's only so much room on a line, so I don't know how – I don't know. That'd be interesting to see how that works. I mean, obviously, I don't know. Well, that's it's, more-
0: a, it's 15. I think they're 10 or 15 inches on the front. So it's not any wider than what you will be.
2: Well, that's true. And, and it's only getting wider as I get older.
1: <laughs> he's, what, he's, more wor- he's more worried about... Poking somebody else next to him than me standing behind him poking him. That's yeah. what he's worried about. Exactly. hundred percent. Oh man. So you might like your 3D pretty good, but you've been shooting pretty good indoor scores. You're uh closing in on that 300 in competition. Shot you one with your new bow the other day. Um what's your what's your indoor mentality looking like? Are you are you more worried about making the bow go still or are you more worried about making the bow go off? you know, uh, I'm
2: glad you brought that up, Neil. I'm really glad you did. So I've, I've shot a hinge for forever, like several years I've shot a hinge and, and that's all I've shot. That's what I hunt with. Um, really like a hinge. And I had a a wild thought the other, you know, a couple, I don't know, three or four weeks ago with a button and just shot around with it. And it was like, the best shooting I've done. And that's kind of seems to be the trend with the button for me that it's kind of a, a dream round and then target panic sets in and I get really punchy, especially under pressure. But, uh, I've been shooting the goat as a two finger button and it's worked out. Okay. I've, I've been doing a lot of, you know, trying to do some blank bailing to, to, to focus on just pulling through and not consciously activating the shot. But, um, I spent quite a bit of time today shooting a hinge again as a two finger i uh, and I had a second goat that that just showed up today that I'm planning to shoot as a two finger hinge. So I'm probably gonna be shooting a hinge again moving forward. It just there's some forgiveness in just letting the pin float and letting the shot happen, you know that that you really have to be mentally strong to shoot a button well under pressure or at least stronger than me. That may not be saying much, but Uh, that's definitely something that, that I, uh, hasn't gone great for me under pressure, you know, shooting the button.
0: Well, that's just like what I was saying a while ago. Um, I think it was before we hit recording. That's what I was talking about is, man, I thought I had my stuff lined out too. Um, all summer long, man, I kept going, man, I wish fall would get here. I wish fall would get here. And then the first two or three things we get to, man, under the pressure, under the the gun, what I ended with last year on the um, indoor nationals when that target panic just took me away, man, there was just right up front, had, had it for months and walked back in and boom, it slapped me in the face and said, welcome home. Yeah, I get it.
2: Yeah, I think it, I definitely think, uh, you know, my background, I'm not, I'm not the ultra competitive guy that a lot of people are in, in target archery, you know, I I, I've, I've been slow to, 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 to shoot a ton of tournaments, you know, and a lot of that's because I want to, I want to be shooting at the level that I want to shoot at probably. Um, But as I've, I've really made a decision this year that I wanted my shooting to be, I wanted to improve. And so I've put a lot of time into, to practicing, you know, every night, every morning, trying to shoot Vegas rounds. I do think that as much as, you know, indoor may not be everyone's favorite. Obviously, Dave, I know you love it, but um, some people don't like indoor just because of the repetitiveness. There's something to be said for the way that it it improves your shot process. You know, to stand there and make 30 good shots, it's harder than it should be. And so, I, I really put a lot of effort into that. And uh, and and I'm and so it's been interesting to go shoot in some under some pressure and see you know, at home, my pin does one thing, but under pressure, it does a different thing. And, and how do you mentally handle that, you know, in, in real time. And I think that's what kind of separates the people that do really well in competition versus the people that, you know, are backyard heroes. So it's, it's been interesting, you know, I, I feel like in some ways, this is my first real year competing with the mindset that I want to go. And I, and I, I expect not to miss, you know, like when I go to an indoor tournament, if, if I don't miss, they can't beat me. That's what I tell myself, you know, and, and I'm not there yet, you know, I as far as my shooting, but uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been really fun.
1: Well, tell everybody what, it, I mean, I think you're onto something there about, you know, a lot of people say I want to go to bigger shoots. I want to, I might not be ready. I mean, it's been good just having you there. And, you know, it's, it's a bunch of guys that are all your buddies that get together on the indoor league night. And, you know, people are kind of, you know, you tagged out early in the deer woods, Steve Wingo tagged out, everybody's kind of coming back to bow shooting time. And it's like, well, you're not going to get ready unless you get out there. So is it better to, is it better to go and play the reindeer games than miss out?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously I think we'd all rather be hunting if, if we could be, uh, that's, that's definitely the number one passion, I think, but but uh, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, getting yourself in in as many pressure situations as you can uh, and, and different ranges. That's one thing I've been terrible about. I like to get real comfortable at a place and then just go to that one place, you know, but you go to a different range and lighting's different and the, the atmosphere is different and it, it can change the way that you perform. So I think it's, I definitely think if you want to be, you know, and, and like you said, it's just for fun. I mean, this is, this is no one's career so it should be fun and uh I definitely would recommend anyone get out and do it for sure even if you're not to the level that you want to be at uh it's amazing you get around better shooters than yourself and you will you will improve you know they'll they'll bring you up to towards their level I feel like so
1: it's just, Dave, Dave says it a lot, he goes, it's just time on the line, I just need, doesn't matter what line or where, you just, you need to put the arrows in, or it's like where you feel comfortable, I mean, even with 15-inch wide V-bars on a, on a, a you know, a spacer bracket, like, you gotta, you got people in there, I had a fella hit me, hit me a couple times on his follow-through last night, you know, you just gotta, you gotta get in there, and people coughing, and playing music, and talking, and Frank Welch walks in the back and starts, you know, jawjacking with somebody. It, it, I, it and it creeps into your head when you're a full draw, and it's like, well, there went that shot. There, there she, there she went, just like that. Yeah. Um, so it all, it all changes quick. It, it happened to me eight good ends, and the last two just couldn't put it in the middle. Couldn't pull. Couldn't rotate. Couldn't, couldn't follow through. We were yeah. ducking and dodging and jiving and juking and everything. It, it just the wheels fell off. So. That that's part of indoor season. I mean, might as well get all get them all out before it's three D season. So
2: there's nothing worse than when you can when you could tell back an entire conversation happening behind you while you're on the line. Uh-huh. I've been guilty I like of that. And that's I don't know. That's <laughs> not, you know, indoor requires a lot of mental toughness and it requires the same amount of effort with each arrow. And the and each arrow is the only <laughs> one that matters, you know. So it's uh it's good, man. I'm glad that we've got some some shops that are, you know, putting on shoots, and and I'm really excited for you, Neil, with it being the ASA director and and all the all the qualifiers
1: you've got lined up. It's going to be awesome, man. It's uh, we're we're a long ways off from foam season, but the the schedule's full, um, everything except for Memorial Day and Vegas tournament weekend, and that's going to be too early in February, anyway. It's going to be cold, but yeah, we're. We're we're all booked up. We're just waiting on a few states to decide when their state shoots are and we'll put out an updated finalized calendar. Um, but yeah, I was gonna say back to back to indoor archery. <laughs> well, I, was gonna, I was
0: gonna ask Josh real quick, what's your expectations for 3D this year? What are you wanting to shoot and set up?
2: Well, uh, that's a great question. So I actually I actually have a 37, another super X coming 37 in a 70 pound bow. Um, I, I think, uh, I started shooting when I shot ASA or well just 3d when I first got into hunting, it was all unknown. And, and I think I'm definitely going to go that direction this year. Um, I'm not, I don't have, you know, major, you know, I'm not, I'm not jumping to semi pro or anything. I'll probably shoot open 45, but as far as a bow setup, I'm going to get I'm going to build a 70 pound Super X so that I can run a little bit of point weight with some VTAC 25s. And uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I've, I've ran a 6X lens for everything forever, and and I've got a 4X lens I'm going to try for 3D. Uh, I think I'm just excited to kind of let some of the pressure go of, of feeling like you got to aim at every single 12 every single time. You know, there's some incredible shooters that yeah, they're going to be real hard to beat, you know, guys that can hit – hit the 12 at 50 yards at will, you know, Neil Cooley style. But uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm planning to go open this year and shoot unknown. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to kind of take some of the pressure off and just be fun. You know, like I said, it's not a career. This is just we love shooting bows. I mean, that's why we all do it. That's why we spend time doing it. And uh, we love to, uh, you know, I, I'm speaking for all of you, but I assume you guys love to, to follow you know professional archery and and what what goes on in the, in the world of archery and uh i don't know i i found myself several times shooting 3d that i'm you know i'll i super nervous the first few targets and that's just i don't know i want to have a lot lighter approach this year and just enjoy it have fun and hopefully improve so that's my plan but as far as really the only thing i change I, i'll throw a, a you know a 15 fiber in i've been shooting a dot for indoor just a small dot and uh, I'll, I'll shoot an up pin with a etac light and and then run v- victory vtac 25s so that's really the only thing i change so
1: it's good that it's good to go right from your indoor bow straight to your 3d bow and have them pretty similar same axle to axle same cam same let off same string angle yep. even though you're even though you're gonna be pushing a little bit more weight for 20 arrows compared to 60 you know
0: yeah
1: that's good i i I definitely struggled bouncing around between uh 40 inch in uh, for indoor 37 for out 36 for outdoor and just just keeping one platform keeping it consistent as the seasons change um that's that's something that's probably going to do you some pretty 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 good even even if it's heavier you can always swap the lead off and still get to 19 and have run 70 whatever pounds
2: yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. And and I don't know that I really need 70, but um, I don't know. I, I've been running like 120 grain up front. I'd like to run 150 or, you know, 160, somewhere in that realm. So we'll see, but it, it, it should give me some options. I may not run full 70 pounds, you know, I may run 67 or what, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see how, how it shakes out. But, but I do agree with you that similar platforms is, is a very, I think it's really difficult when you when you swap axle to axle because you know peep height's different and string angles different and all those things like you mentioned it it makes a difference for sure.
0: Hmm. Man, old oh man, I, it's crazy how you can think archery and go a hundred different directions, and then when you put on the microphone, you're like, well, <laughs> <I know>. "What?"
2: <laughs> Dave, what bars are you running right now?
0: Um, I've got um, oh, drawing a blank. Carbon Craft, Carbon
2: Craft. Thank you. Oh yeah, you got some archery unfiltered Carbon Craft.
0: Got some Carbon Craft bars. I've been running them most, well, probably this whole year. Yeah.
2: What lengths are you running? Twenty-seven and fifteen. I'm surprised the guy with you got a long draw length, don't you? Yeah, I do. And the twenty-seven works out like you have to. How much weight are you running up front?
0: I've got five ounces on the front, six ounces on the front, and about sixteen on the back right now. Yeah, That's and awesome. it has everything to do with my history. Um, too many back surgeries. Um, I the thirty inches. Every time I've tried thirty, you know, about three ounces is all I can hold, and yeah. then it sets and does this. So,
2: I need. Yeah, that makes sense for sure. There's it. It 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 requires a lot to hold it back as you get longer, you know, and and on your back and all that for sure
0: what i what i did do one time i went i think it was a 10 or 15 degree down but uh, you know at that point i might as well be shooting a 28 inch something like that and i thought well then i'm not even gonna worry about it i'll just keep it straight and do that but i have considered about putting on a down bar again but uh, uh, so far it's okay yeah i know what my issue is and it's uh it's the stuff that goes in these fingers back here on the back end yeah it's not, front end
2: i heard you've been going through some release changes
0: yeah yeah i have um i i had a goat, loved it shot great but it was absolutely the easiest one to get the thumb to make operate um and i think that's where i've had issues um i had a stan onyx i'm sorry uh perfects loved it oh my gosh that thing was it was butter. I, I literally could just be pulling and I could make that thing go off. Well, those little skinny bars that they got that goes in, those little fine thread screws, man, I snapped that off. So I thought, man, that's a booger. So I went and I bought the Onyx. And I thought, you know, that's heavier made. It's bigger. It's all that. It's just not the same.
2: I've uh, heard several people say that.
0: It's just not the same. And I finally got some uh, another set of bars and new set of screws, and I've been playing with them for two days now, and I'm getting it back to where I like it. Now I'm back to pulling and the things going. Um, I want to work on it this weekend, and but yeah, I'm I like that one, and it has to do with the the back end. It's it's crazy the way it works for me, but I don't want to have to roll into it and make that release roll up the backside. I want it to kind of more go in because to me, that's how I can't stand knowing how it goes off. Um, and I guess that's my mind. I studied stuff some dead gum long that, and shooting that index finger, I absolutely knew exactly when, where, what, what index indention I had it on. I knew how to make it go up. And that's how I've got to control this back end. And that's the problem I got with um, that goat. is, yeah, I I get too much control on it. And yeah. I can shoot some good scores. I mean, I was shooting 96, 97, 98. I, shot, I did shoot one 300 and a handful of 99s. But, man, I, it, after about four or five weeks, I knew exactly how to make it work. And then, boom, all of a sudden I'm shooting 92, 93, and I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. I, yeah. So I am reevaluating everything like I stated. And I am I, I don't want to know when this is going off. I don't want to study when it's going off. I want to put it in my hand, pull it back, and I want to just pull. That's yeah. all I want to do. I just want to pull. Yeah. But I can't do a back tension because they have to rotate. They have to move. And I can't stand movement in my hand. I I can't do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't do it. So, but yes, been going through a lot of
2: releases. You've got <laughs> a resistance, I'm sure. Haven't you?
0: Oh yeah, I'm not smart enough to figure out how to set them up. I guess that's the issue. Is oh, I, I tried that. a couple different ones. Um, for that reason, I thought, man, if, those would be perfect for my world, but I couldn't figure out how to get them set up properly.
2: There, like, there. I shot the, I shot the, this the Carter, that silverback for several years. Um, And it, it was good for me to do that, but any, any change in pressure on your fingers will change the, the amount of actual pressure you're adding. I, I don't know. I haven't shot one in a few years, so I can't say, but I would say it's, from my experience, wouldn't be the most accurate release you could shoot, you know, just because there is a little bit of difference, but if there was one out there that was truly you could shoot it the same way every time; be perfect for you.
0: There's one. I think it's sitting right over in this box. I know it is. It's hydraulic, and you push the button, and you pull back, and it just goes off when it when the, when the pressures the hydraulic works in it. You don't you don't do anything.
2: Yeah, that sounds like you got to have an engineering degree. I agree. <laughs> I don't think I'd be smart enough for that.
0: Let me
2: see if I can find that. I've got Neil. When are you hunt again?
1: Oh, probably between after Christmas before New Year's. I bet. I gotta go change some. I gotta go change some camera batteries. But all the two and a half and three and a half year old bucks behind my house have been getting really nervous. They've uh-huh. been getting really nervous that I've. Uh, so I got a. I shot so many deer this year. I ran out of broadheads. So I got me some replaceable blades on my uh, g5 mega meats um, couldn't even couldn't be happier with those those have been good to me this year um, got a, got a handful of those over to the processor get some uh, some Cajun sausage and some bratwursts and some hot links headed my way so we'll have to all get together and grill out um, maybe absolutely. Dave maybe Dave can teach us how to run a barbecue absolutely that sounds like to go plan. To
2: today's barbecue I feel guilty I haven't I don't know the last time I've been northeast.
0: I'm going to hold this up in front of this so you can kind of see it. Uh, I know the world won't be able to realize what it is. It's called a scat. Um, but if you, I'm going to show it to you. You can see way up here this black button inside there. That's a hydraulic, and as it comes up, you can see it how it slowly comes back up. Yeah, it, that's when it goes off. It's you literally you pull it back like that, and then you let it go, and then all you're doing is aiming.
2: And dude, How old is that release, Dave? <laughs> because I, I just watched, I just watched some some Terry Ragsdale from nineteen. I can't think. I think it was eighty five. I was one year old. I just watched it on YouTube, and they were all shooting releases. They looked just like that, except for they had the rope, the rope around the string. Oh,
0: I've got three or four of those rope releases. Absolutely, that's all we used to shoot. The um, TM, not TM Hunter, um, um, Fletcher Maddox and Fletcher Kings and and Fletcher X's and I've got two or three wrist straps that was a Fletcher Maddox that uh, had the rope around it and I had the red one They had a oh my gosh yeah dude those were the most accurate releases (laughs) till you had to shoot them. What was
2: the what was the lifespan on those replacing that cord? Oh you could probably get six months because that
0: now don't picture um uh, a loop now because dude do the, the ones back then they were huge it was like three yeah. times the diameter yeah 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 it was crazy big yeah oh, did you fine-tune your draw length with that um nah yeah nah <laughs> it was it was sort of impossible okay and then there's another one here it's called a hooker release yeah i know i've heard a hooker yeah yeah i've got a couple of them and Golly, there it goes, and it's it's it it's it's formed like a back tension, and this is hard; it doesn't move. And you literally put it on there, and all you're doing is you 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 set this where you want it. I'm uh, for the folks that's out there. I'm I'm looking at a uh, the hook part, and all it is 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 you got to move it until it falls off your loop. It's just a little simple, and that's it. And but there again, you're having to move.
2: Yeah, that work for you. No,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's take this opportunity to invite everybody out this coming Wednesday to the Okie Land jackpot. For anybody that hadn't heard, uh, Oklahoma Roofers, our buddy Austin McDowell, is going to be donating an additional... Five hundred dollars to the prize money. That's three hundred additional for freestyle or open class. A hundred for bow hunter class, and a hundred for most X's shot. So, this coming Wednesday, I assume Josh is going to be there. Maybe we could coax, maybe we could coax Dave away from his his responsibilities. But uh, where else are you going to be shooting besides besides that, Josh? As you uh, navigate your way through the winter.
2: That's a good question. I I don't know. My my work schedule is not the easiest for getting to shoot, but definitely try to make that jackpot at Oki Land every Wednesday. So that's definitely going to be on my list. And then I'm hoping to start shooting some 3D outside. You know, come January. So I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm I'm inside. Is I'm ready to get outside.
1: We put 15 qualifiers on the schedule from the second weekend of February through July, and you're going to be out there in the snow. Put, put 15, 15 qualifiers in state, or maybe 14 plus one, I don't know, and six surrounding state championships, and you're picking January to go shoot 3D. Well, I'm just saying I got to get ready. I got to practice. Got to get for,
2: in Dave. Got to get ready for tack. Oh, I can't wait. Tack's fun. I'm getting your attitude on tack.
0: You're you're busting his jaws on getting out there wanting to do that. I remember someone a year ago this week that took a 3D bow all the way to Yankton, South Dakota, hoping to get a 50-yard mark.
1: That was me. (laughs) <laughs> that I feel I I feel the I feel I feel what you're putting down there, Dave. Yeah, I did. I took my I took my 3D bow to the Rumble because I I knew you could get out 60, 70 indoors, and it wasn't set up that way that weekend. But I thought about it. Now outside, much different story. Uh, much different story. Um,
2: Listen, we live in Oklahoma. There is no snow. There hadn't even hardly been any cold weather this year.
1: Well, I got news for you, sister. My 3D bow ain't changed since I put it away last year after smoke and tail at the uh, state championship. So, no, it was Coleman and we got rained on. Maybe it maybe it's as noisy as my indoor bow. I
0: was sitting here scrolling, I was trying to find since we're talking deals let, with all three of us here, let's let's what all tournaments are coming up? We know
1: Tulsa archery is going to have the New Year's Day um, Tom 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 thomas memorial they usually shoot a a, they shoot a vegas target but they shoot usually 12 ends on it so standard scoring but i think it's a 360 um that's a good one that's up at tulsa archery association the weekend after that is not only the rumble which dave's going to but i've signed up to shoot the g2 uh what is it southern oklahoma shootout Right, I'd have to check what, what, what he named it, but I think he's got three days of line times, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and there's multiple times each day. So I know we're going to have some pretty stiff competition going to that. Um, let, me, let me pop off here real quick and go to Jeff Steele is hosting uh, – January 6th and 27th Arrowhead Archery is on a Vegas uh, Vegas face. January 6th and 7th start times for both dates are 9 12 and 3. Call 405-670-2697 to get your get your times on that. Did you get all that or did I cut out? No, you got it. Okay. So Jeffs Jeff Steele is having them January 6th, which is the same as the Ardmore date. You could you could definitely shoot both of those no problem. Uh the 27th, I think I will be in Lancaster um, with Dave on site at the greatest indoor shoot the world has ever seen. Um, in, in between there, we're hitting Iowa with uh, we're rolling up there with Mr. Heath Franz, Jack Simmons, and hopefully Chris Sanders, even if we have to kidnap him. I know I've threatened to do it before, but one of these, one of these times I'm going to have to make do on my, on my kidnapping threat. So you guys are going to quit being scared. Josh got Josh got so tired of hearing it that he had to start showing up and beating everybody. He just wanted to just wanted to hear an end to it. Man, I'll
2: tell you, it's good to see Heath behind a bow. He I got I was shooting with him a little bit today. He's he's a good
1: shooter. I got news for you. Heath can shoot. Yeah. And he can and he can he can win in a foot race with Steve Wingo, too. <laughs> I'd pay money to watch that. I would pay oh, it- money. The video is out there. It will be linked to our podcast Patreon at some point. Yeah, yeah. Where is Wingo, by the way? That's the that's the million dollar question. He came by the other day. He's putting hundred grain points in his Vtac twenty fives, and he might shoot them indoor. He's definitely going to shoot them for three D.
2: I can't believe that's blasphemy. I can't believe I he's shooting twenty sevens.
1: I know. I know. Wingo bought twenty fives. The times they are changing. Um. But yeah, what else? What else for local local shoots? Um, you got your Thursday night jackpots down at Ardmore. Um, we shoot league Tuesday, and pretty much we're just waiting until outdoor season.
0: Next arrow archery over Salisall Way. They're always having something on Friday nights. And right now, the arrow um, the arrow shop up at Dewey. He's been having his Thursday night jackpots.
1: Yep. Uh, Tulsa Tulsa archery gets together on Tuesdays. They do a little team team money scramble thing. Depending on who's there, they'll they'll pick two blind draws and shoot off for a couple bucks. I so swear. Tulsa gets to, Tulsa gets together on Tuesday. If you guys are in the nine one eight area, um, really, there's there's nowhere you can live in Oklahoma and not have to. I mean, we're driving an hour and a half to go shoot an Ardmore from the city every week. Not that any of us are you know popping clean three hundreds or going to win money at Vegas, but that's how you get. That's just how you get better. I mean, you got to go. You got to go drive down to shoot for twenty dollars, just to put a little pressure on yourself.
0: And yep. that, and the news, the archery news right now. Have y'all? And it, it was released today. Okay, I think it's a beautiful sight. The new one that Excel came out with. Yep. For me personally, standing at twenty yards, if I needed a new one, I would get that one but I can't see upgrading the XP that I've got presently for the two or three little functions that I think would make all the difference in the world if I shot field, if I
1: shot 3D, if I shot like
0: that. I love that micro adjust on the needle.
1: It's, uh, it's, I, I don't know if that's designed by our, our good buddy, is it? Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, I, it's, uh...
0: I, it's on factory, bud. Yeah, the
1: design. I, definitely Hazel's design. Yeah, yeah that, that that particular part. And I don't want to step on any toes or offend anybody. I've had that on my bow for two years, and I've I've loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's if you're if you're gonna buy an Excel, it's definitely worth the money as far as usefulness. But you can get one from Hazel for minimal dollars, and they'll fit all the regular XPs already. So, I mean, I don't want to make anybody mad out there but you can get that technology for 25 35 dollars yeah. and his and that dude goes to every pro-am with a box of them all you got to do is message hazel torres and he will he's been doing that two or three years now
2: yeah. well, Reese per- really Reese cool Precision is the Reese, name of this they've, they've got some cool products i mean they've got magnifiers they've got that now they have their own side tapes uh, not mm-hmm. that this is an influential but hazel's been a great a great friend to me for sure and and uh, they've even got like a for your lens, you can drop in your lens of different sizes. It'll show you right where the middle is if you're going to put a sticker on it or anything. They've got some cool stuff that they've made. So, but yeah, that new sight looked cool. I mean, there's some some cool features to it for sure. I mean, I don't know how much better sights can get, but they're
0: like that micro adjust first access.
2: Yeah, that that's- that was the best to me. That was the thing that made that the- was the best. Yep, yep, because yep. I already oh, had adjust the adjustment needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing worse than, than trying to get those axes set. I don't know why they're not all with a set screw like that. Why hasn't it been thought of? You know, it's,
0: it's so simple.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to say HHA has something like that on their hunting sites um, or somebody does, but. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't, you know, when it comes to all the copyright, or not copyright, but what's the word I'm looking for? Patent. That, that patent, patent law. I don't know how all that works, but I'm sure. Oh, some. Oh, somebody does. Yeah, let's let's hope that
0: the friend that y'all spoke of. I don't know the gentleman. You say Reese?
1: Reese Precision's.
0: Well, let's is hope there. that he patented that micro adjust and is getting ten dollars for everyone that sells.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to. I don't want to make the big companies mad, but. I could tell you that True Ball Excel has not agreed to donate door prizes to our State 2024 Oklahoma ASA Championship but Reach Precision Sure has. So <laughs> as far as as far as in my small my my small world and purview that's a that that speaks mighty highly of a business.
0: Disclaimer for Oklahoma Archery. We have no bearings on that shoot he's talking about. So Excel Archery, please leave us out of that.
1: <laughs> yes, please 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 sponsor our podcast and fund my we, retirement
0: we, we have stepped on enough toes with this podcast yes. to other
1: people I, I'm
2: really impressed the way you've kind of kept Neil under control that's that's really the most difficult part of this is it's called editing
1: yeah it, it is this is not archery unfiltered this is archery heavily filtered edited redacted and in some points censored that's that's a that's a really that's a and that should be the slogan. I will I'll tell you the trick to to keeping me under control. It's the 3 30-minute conversations I have on the phone with Josh every day where I just get to unload full bore and he just sets the phone down and goes about typing his orders out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That
2: sounds about right.
1: That is that is Dave, Well, you what are hunting? Say what?
2: Did Dave did you do any hunting this year? I don't hunt. You're just a you're just. I don't. It's an indoor expert.
0: I just love. Indoor I don't viewer. know about that. I, I just love shooting. I just like to shoot. You know, thirty four years in the meat business, I got all the meat I ever needed. Um, I could buy a beef. I could buy a cat. Um, and we were doing thousand to eleven 1, hundred deer a year. I I don't. I never felt the need to go out and touch another one. Uh, in all honesty, <laughs> uh,
2: so, I can. That's a good answer. I think that that definitely takes care of it. So.
1: Dave would cringe if he saw me butcher a deer. I, I I shake my head in shame every time I get one in the cooler. Like man, there's there's experts out there that would be offended by this botch job we just committed on this poor animal. The
0: largest deer I ever shot was an eight point. I've shot turkey, and I'm gonna be honest with you. You know, and all the small game in the world here in Oklahoma. You know, lived on a farm here. We yeah, you shot it all, but let me tell you, if I was to take up hunting again, it would be turkey hunting. I'm gonna tell you what—that is absolutely the funnest hunting I've ever done. So, yeah, I, if I agree. Had to take I up
2: hunting, that'd be it. Love turkey hunting. Big turkey hunter. Yeah. So, but I, I, I would like to say, just on record, that I don't know that Neil even field dresses his own deer, because <laughs> he told me. He wouldn't even take apart his HBC to switch from a no click to a click. He was too yeah, afraid. Yeah, I got to take it apart.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say we we were gonna wait and unveil that, but uh, spoiler alert: Neil Neil might try the click again. Yeah, um, got went and got me some of that high dollar archery coaching, and uh, from what I'm told, if I start from the same place every time, my shot timing is going to be a little more permissible. Um, so we're going to try and i've got i've got three hinges that are all set A little one a little hotter than the other I sped a half turn in sped my hpc up because kyle anderson wouldn't let me Live it down. Um sped it up half half a little bit shots are going a little quicker Some of them are going a little quick a lot quicker. Um had had one or two of those down there at ardmore Um, but yeah, i'm gonna take one of those three and and put the click in it with the fast sear behind it so Anybody out there wonders what my issue is? It, it are it's, you know, to to push or not to push kind of thing. Okay. So we'll we'll see how it goes. That was a
0: great sidestepping from not gutting your own deer, but
2: that you. Oh no! Did. Excellent. No, I found I, I found in a lot of things archery related. Neil Neil just likes to be behind the bow. He doesn't he doesn't yes. like to work or or learn. On how how to he, he you do know how to tie a D loop and I'm really I want to tell you that that's a big deal that's not an easy thing to do.
1: I can I can take a razor or a lighter to strings if they're stock strings and I already have my if I have my Wizard Lab strings in and it's all you know just funsies. But when I'm tying a when I'm tying a peep in, I'm I'm letting Dan do that double half hitch clover thing up one side and down another because the uh, just tying them in at the sides to me. I've seen them slide, so I let them do the the full on over under up one side and down another and through through it each time. You can't cut it out, so I know what my I'm going from one thirty six to another, so I know what my I know what my peep to arrow needs to be. Yeah, Um, but yeah, strings really don't go good with razor blades and lighters in my world. I've got we can do it if you want. If you if you need to bring your bow over and you got to have a peep sight in it, we'll tie the best seat belt that's ever been tied around it. Um, you need D loop. I hope it comes out clean for whatever your draw length needs to be. If not go buy a true ball executive and you can figure it out without me after that. Mm-hmm. But I want to be, everybody's is on this sliding scale of shoot to tinker. And I am 99% shoot to 1% tinker. And it, it, it takes both, it takes both sides to to really be successful in this sport, but I'm, more preoccupied right now with figuring out my own shot process than yeah uh, i i'm pretty sure my peep site is uh, i'm pretty sure my peep height is the right i'm pretty sure my draw length is right everything else is just getting to execute so that's what i you put know, the majority of my attention into i don't uh no if you need if you need to change your peep site height we're going to call in we're going to call the experts in
2: yeah no i think that i think that's a really good point i i definitely can say that i've been guilty of being the the gear person thinking that some kind of gear is going to make me a better archer. And it's definitely the, the idiot behind the bow makes the biggest difference. You know, now there are some tinkering things that can, can make it life a little bit easier. Uh, For example, today I've been struggling with this. My pin wanting to go about four inches low, just four inches low. And uh, I was planning on speeding up the top cam just slightly. And Bryn mentioned to me, well, dude, why don't you just take some, you know, take a quarter turn out of the top limb bolt and, and change your tiller. And you would, I mean, the difference in my sight picture was night and day, just a quarter turn and a limb bolt. So that small thing helped, but a lot of tinkering is a waste, a lot of waste of time, but you don't know until you try. That's the bad thing about it. So yeah, if you, if you and Dave could have a baby, it'd be just the right amount of <laughs> tinker to, to shooting.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I do the tiller tuning thing, you'd laugh at me. When I set my bow up, I am two turns. I'm a turn on the bottom, turn on the top different. I, I'm technically two turns different. But that's what holds that bow just like that. Um. So when you said that, I'm sitting there going, people, people are nuts when they look at my limb boats. But yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. Yeah i've heard about it you know i've 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 been taught tiller tuning but i've just never i usually just measure them and see are they equal and if they're equal
1: i leave it alone but i've never run them not equal and it it was dave and i did it with with my stratos in the warehouse probably a month and a half two months ago we tried taking it out of the bottom a full turn couldn't feel anything took full turn and it just some bows it feels a little different on and sometimes you can't tell depending on what your what your grip is like and what your what your bars feel like but that's you know exactly, go, that's
0: exactly right so everybody if you want to try it go try it but the the beautiful thing about tiller tuning is it goes right back to where it started it, it so okay it's mm-hmm. within five minutes you'll have an answer put it back if you don't like it
1: yeah. what you same have, thing same yeah. thing with swinging your swinging your back bar around like not everybody has a, a a collection of stabilizers and a big pile of weights, but you can redistribute, you know, in, out, up, down, however you want to change the orientation of that bow. Go back to what Rick Gilley said, you know, months back. Give it five to seven days of shooting like that. And only change one thing at a time and take take notes in a little book says I took a half turn out. Go shoot five days, you know, and really evaluate it rather than going and changing two or three things at once and then buying something new and trying that on. And then it's like, okay, what do you even like? What Like I missed, I missed 10 arrows last night. And I think only one of them was confusing. The other nine, it's like, that's just what, that's where it was when it went off, it hit behind. I had one that was out, but it might've been, could have been either way. could have been a liner, but nine out of 10 were me. So, you know, it's what you want to focus on. It, and I think I think the way the bow the bow I have set now holds pretty good if I could just execute. So
2: yeah.
1: I I don't know what to fix on it besides I mean, the 20x creep-
2: games, that's pounding in my world.
1: Yeah, shot a shot a 20x game that was a 294. It's
2: like an <laughs> X
1: or a nine, but take it. Had a, had it had an eight touching seven and a handful of nines and 20xs in there. So yeah, that was just a just another day at the office. <laughs>
2: that was in it. That was under pressure too.
1: Yeah. That was a, that was a jackpot shoot for money. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what the winners get, but you know, the winners usually got a hundred and something dollars, sometimes 200 and second place is good for, you know, 80 or 120. And this coming week, we've got an extra 300 in there on top of that. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a money shoot, man. You can win. I mean, technically I guess Vegas is too. If you're shooting flights, Um, just depends where you break, but Sometimes you break so far down, you'd have to, you'd have to outdo yourself, and then other times you, you break towards the top, and you're like, all right, don't give it away. But yeah, I got a, I got a check from the Rumble last year, wound up in the last flight and got like third in it. There you go, hundred dollars, baby. Man, I keep that check stub in my bowcase case all the time.
2: That's amazing. Right. Yeah, I'm pumped for you guys shooting all the national tournaments. I'm. I'm planning to make at least one ASA national tournament. I'd like to make a couple, but it just depends on my schedule. But that's that's kind of the plan
1: for me. But that's so. How many? How many local qualifiers would you say you, you know. would be? You would be willing know. to shoot.
2: That's does a good de- question.
1: And the real question is: Does it depend on what the shooter of the year categories are? No, that means nothing to
2: me. Okay, I I, am I'm, I'm competing against myself, and however I stack out in the group is. Fine, I can live with that. It's not, not even a thought for me. But if I if I shot like you, Neil, I'd i it would be more, it'd be more on the front of mind. I got last more than I got first, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, you got to go after him. You got to you got to twelve or die. It's twelve.
1: You or got in the known forty five class. If you're not swinging for the bleachers like your Barry Bonds on a three o count. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely making a menace of myself out there.
2: I just want to record and call out Lawson Vet for shooting thirty up
1: in forty-five <laughs> last year. That's just that was just that's really you, you know that. he's you know he's good for anywhere between twenty-eight and thirty-eight up. And it, it, walking in, you better know in your mind that that's what your competition is, and that's who's coming. And you better go, you better go get them because they're there. They're the same size for everybody yeah for sure but now you're now you're going to judging because you want to hang out with dustin crowley instead of me and sean dyke (laughs) you want to hang out with chris sanders and kyle sanders kyle tackett we're we're gonna have a party man i feel like i got left out i might just shoot indoor this year
2: just come over it's fine
1: well never gonna
2: he said
1: never gonna happen I tell you what, the new Hunter 45 class is going to be the uh, the biggest class by about ten people. I think. I would. So, doubt.
2: There's a, bit I a lot of bow hunters. At yeah.
1: Too. Yeah, it's it's nice seeing them seeing them make some changes to where they can include more people that don't have necessarily a tournament bow that's set up for ASA style. Well, now you can bring your your hunting bow that's fast. You got your slider on it, uh, short bars. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting.
2: You can run a slider and bow hunter now.
1: Yeah, pen, men's pins forty-five. You can have a non-locked-down sight. That's cool. They're just that's, there. Went there. I think
0: that's great since that's the way the market
1: is right now. Yeah. In yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, you got all these. You got these kids buying a new bow and a uh, five or six hundred dollars sight, and they're like, "What do you mean? I, I got the best sight out there. You mean I have to go shoot a tournament against long stabilizers and lenses? That ain't that ain't appealing at all." So. Yeah, they've got their and go buy a simple
0: three pin sight. Well, that's not what they want anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's staying up with the times and evolving your rules.
2: Well, those guys are going to take their same setup and go to tack and shoot eighty or hundred yards. They need that that last pin to be movable so they can get distance. I think it. Yeah, it's awesome.
1: Yep, a lot of the guys shooting the the shot 3D experience are in the same boat. They're like, yeah. I don't, I can come to all the ASAs and not have to change anything on my bow. Awesome, I'm in. It's like, well, that's all we had to do is give them, if you build it, they will come.
0: Well, fellas, I think we about ran the gamut. Um, Josh, tell everyone um, where and, and how they can follow Josh Jacobson.
2: Yeah. So I'm, uh, mostly on Instagram. Uh, it's at four dot Fletch dot archery, I believe. And, uh, I'm on Facebook a little bit, uh, at Josh Jacobson or something similar. I don't know if you type that in, you'll probably find me, but, um, but yeah, I do, you know, Instagram's kind of my main thing. I really, I really enjoy, uh, it's amazing in the, in the world we live in, you can connect with people all across the country that, you know, our sport, you can get right to the professionals, you know, and and uh, some of the businesses and companies that 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 build the products we use. I mean, it's a it's a pretty cool time to live in, you know, as far as social media goes. So definitely uh, check me out on there. I'd love to you know keep up with what's going on with Oklahoma's you know, Oklahoma archers, and uh, I don't know, that's where I'm at usually. And and do you have any official
0: sponsors that you'd like to, to throw in here? But this, let's do it.
2: That's a great question. Yeah, uh, I shoot for a few companies. I've been pretty fortunate. Um, Victory Arrows, I've been shooting for them for, I think, this is the third year now that I've shot just exclusively Victory Arrows. Really, really impressed with them, blown away by the, their quality. Uh, I've shot for Hamsky for a couple years. Uh, like I said, I've got a great relationship with PSE uh, that I'm really thankful for. Um, I shoot Schwacker Broadheads and Tack Veins. Uh, Shane uh, tw- at Twisted X builds my strings, and this year the newest one is Bowfinger Archery. So those are all all the all the companies that I I, I uh, partner with, and am super thankful for all they do for me for sure.
0: Good, good, good. Josh, thank you. Appreciate the conversation. It seems like this would be a fun one. I like these conversations where we're just chatting and talking, and it's not an interview. You know what yeah. I talking Yeah. Yeah. I like it like this well
2: i've told neil a bunch i got to get around you i want i want to glean some of your wisdom i know you've uh you know it seems like you know i know i'm the my schedule is not very good but i you know we got to get together and shoot some because i'd love to learn from you and get some advice and and uh i appreciate what you and neil do i know it's uh it's something you guys do because you're, you're passionate about it but it, it does take a lot of time and a lot of energy and and uh, I know that the the Oklahoma archery community appreciates these podcasts and and hearing from people from all around the state. So it's really cool.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I do. I'm in on shooting. Hey, come out here to Wellston. Yeah, got this place out here in my warehouse. That's where I shoot, man. Well,
2: I'll get with Neil. We'll get down there for sure. I'd love to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, Neil, you still going to? We're gonna go live. Well, we better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
2: He said too much. Yeah, get out
1: of the bag. Right. Yeah, we're we're gonna try. Do you know what time the shoot is for the? Um, it's a uh, one. We'll one to, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? If you're, are you trying to go and shoot earlier,
0: as if well? I get an opportunity. Yes, I have yet to get a kitchen pass, um, and I haven't been told that that anything else is going on. But yeah, I'm. i gonna pack up my equipment here at the warehouse, and I'll, I'm gonna take it home, hoping I get to
1: yeah I think I think I could try to break free for a little while if we want to go do a live stream. We got kicked off last night because it picked up the Christmas music they were playing. It said you can't be you can't be using jingle bells. and I was like, oh man because we so I'm gonna try to put if there's music in the future, I'm gonna try to put that copyright, we did not claim to own the rights to this or any other blah blah blah. So hopefully that will keep us out of copyright infringement. But yeah. we'll see. But yeah, we can. I can try to meet you down there. Just text me. Yeah, I'll see what's
0: going on. Josh, thank you. I appreciate you, buddy.
2: Hey, you guys. Thank you so much. Y'all take care. You Thanks, bet. bud. See you next week. Alright, see you.